Hello and welcome to Batcast 66, the podcast where we watch every single episode of the 1966 Batman television series. My name's Kendall. I'm Scott. And today we're watching Batman episode 14, Batman Stands Pat, the second part of our Our Hatter Extravaganza. If you tuned in last week, you know that we found it really hard to care yeah. You know, it's kind of tough. We went on a break uh, for the holidays. We were welcomed back with this. Less than exciting episode. Very by the numbers, mediocre episode. I like this one more. Yeah, I'm not going to say up. it turns the story around for me, but this one does a lot better. I agree. I want to start out by talking about our recap. This one was pretty goofy it kind of felt like the narrator was struggling to find things to say about last week's episode too yeah and he's like oh what a dish he just says like when lisa showed up and just like she's like i don't know i'm talking about things i don't know yeah so yeah there was the what a dish he did twice yeah talking about lisa and yeah that's what it was the girl who yeah had no no significance to the episode at all. To anything, yeah. It was just um, like, hey, watch the show. We've got babes. When he was flashing back to the fight scene, he was going through all the onomatopoeia. Mm-hmm. And then he tells us to stay tuned. Not because the worst is yet to come, but this week it's because the wildest is yet to come. And I don't know, do you think this is the wildest episode of Batman 66 we've covered so far? No. Uh, it's got elements of wild. The crazy hat-making contraption's pretty wild, but, like, that's a small part. Yeah. Yeah. What happens to the Mad Hatter kind of took me by surprise. Yeah, me too. I, now you got me thinking about it. The wildest episode is uh the second half of the second riddler one where they're in that museum and just smashing everything to bits hell yeah and like the statue of liberty's torch you know what i mean like that was cool yeah (laughs) and that batman imposter climbing through the window (laughs) yeah it was great i i I think that's my favorite episode so far (laughs) um but yeah anyway uh what are we on batman stands pat well he sure is doing that right now yeah. Wow. What's this guy's name? Octave Marvel. Yeah. Is uh, being forced by the Mad Hatter to make a mold of the entombed Batman's cow. Well, because he's trying to break it out because it, it is a mold now, you know, because like it's he's covered in like a plaster thing. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're, they're like, he doesn't, he's like, I don't want to hurt him. And they're like, oh, he must be dead by this point, which to be fair, he would be. You can't breathe. You can only live for so long. Yeah, well, little did they know. Yeah. Batman just breaks out of it. Yeah, he just, like, explodes forth. Like, very yeah. incredible Hulk style. I was going to say, like, Superman from the chains, you know? Yeah. Uh, pretty ridiculous. Listen, some really ridiculous, like, deus ex machinas get them out of jams. Again, to reference the movie, like, when the dolphins or the porpoises throw themselves in the way of the torpedoes. Yeah, them, you know, yeah, that that might be the biggest stretch of all. Yeah, 
but I'm cool with that in that movie because it's so much fun. <laughs> so ridiculous. Matt Hatter and his goons go to escape by stealing the Batmobile. Which again, they set up that they put on their anti-burglar alarm flavor. Yeah, so the, the same thing happens as when the Riddler tried to steal it. Yeah. It just like shoots off a bunch of fireworks and makes a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. Nearly 60 years later, I've yet to see a more effective car alarm. Yeah, I, every time I've ever heard a car alarm go off, I was like, no, nobody was like, oh, no, we better call the cops. Everyone's just annoyed. But yeah, it turns out Batman survived. He just, All he had to do was hold his breath. Yeah, he's, he's real good at it. Even though they try to get away in the Batmobile and fail, it still doesn't give them, it doesn't give Batman and Robin enough time to like catch them. They still get away. Yeah, well, Batman's all disoriented and Robin's like tied up on like a horse. Yeah. You know, I thought it was kind of funny. Marvel of all people's like, I'm going to chase them. I'm going to get them. Yeah. Uh, the guy like, no, it's too dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I hope he gets to join the team. That would be cool. What would his superhero sidekick name be? I don't know. Speaking of people being on the team, though, I think that's what I like most. We'll get there very soon. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I also really enjoyed that idea. Of yeah. That. Batman and Robin return to the Batcave. The Mad Hatter left them with a clue by saying Batman's cowl is going to be his 13th hat. Yeah. He did say that like earlier in the first episode when they were yeah. like, doing battle. They they do some math and... They try to figure out why they would need 13 because they know of what, uh, eight kidnappings? And then they yeah. call the police and then they find out there was more? Yeah. Yeah. They they slowly put, put it all together. Yeah, that's the jurors... Alfred comes down and uh, tells the dynamic duo that it's time to eat dinner. Even Batman have to eat. Not today, though, uh, because Batman tells Alfred to let Harriet know that uh, all three of them are going to be late for dinner. They need Alfred for this case. Yeah, so they figure out who the last victim is going to be. Yeah, his name is Bowinkle. Uh, I thought it was Bullwinkle because, like, he's a bowler, like B O W L Winkle. Ah, oh, maybe could be. Yeah, Bullwinkle, Bullwinkle. He has a bowler hat and owns a bowling alley. Yeah, that's 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 what I thought it was because I think he says his name. That's not his real name. It's just an act or whatever. The guy's weird. Alfred goes to the bowling alley undercover as like a genealogist. Yeah, because Batman gave him a tracking device. He's trying to plant it in his hat. Yeah. And he's kind of suspiciously like... Yeah, he's very weirdly like, so let me see this hat. Yeah, he's like, oh, well, like, if I could just see your hat, I would get an accurate measurement of your head, even though the guy's head is right there in front of him. I think he told him his hat size, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Alfred's not having a lot of luck. But then Lisa and the Mad Hatter kind of wander in separately. Yeah. Yeah. The Mad Hatter like kind of hides himself waiting for a signal. Yeah. And Lisa says she's from some fashion magazine. Like like Gotham Men's Quarterly or something. 
Yeah. yeah, the guy's not wearing his hat because yeah, because Bad Hatter says like, find out where his hat is, and then we can take him and the hat. Uh, they find out that the hat is just upstairs in his office on his desk. Yeah, because then Alfred sneaks away and uh, goes to bug it. Yeah, and he's successful. The Mad Hatter also finds out where the hat is and goes in and takes it. Alfred is like hiding behind boxes. Yeah, he's like doing the solid snake thing. Exactly what I was thinking of, Scott. Yeah. And yeah, I... I kind of wish Alfred has a, had his own spinoff show. Well, you're in luck. It's called Pennyworth. Specifically this Alfred. Well, I think we mentioned it during the, the, the last Penguin episode was like, there's a part where like Bruce Wayne goes to like Penguin shop, you know, to, again, to bug him, you know, because customers are annoying. But no, to, to, plan, to plan a listening device. Uh, and like, it's kind of cool when they do... It's a fun mix them up where like they have to do like not just Batman and Robin things. You know, they don't do the bat rope up the side. I mean, I know they do later in this episode, but you know, it's it's fun, helps makes the formula different and like gives Alfred something to do. Yeah. Rather yeah. than just dust. Yeah. Or like feed them. But yeah, I don't know. Just like watching Alan Napier do his thing, I like. I would love to see, like, I don't know. I think he would have made, like, a fun Doctor Who or something. Um, maybe. I don't know him from anything else except for Batman. Yeah, me too. I mean, for all I know, he was in a Doctor Who episode at some point. No, you never know. I, I'm not a an expert on, like, old school Doctor Who. You're not a Whovian? Yeah, I'm not really an expert on modern Doctor Who either. I know David Tennant's back. That's cool, I guess. Spoiled it for everybody. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Who cares? Yeah. But yeah, I, should we warn the listeners about you, Scott? About me? Yeah. About how you spoiled Fight Club for me? Oh, well, yeah. I've mentioned that story to people. Yeah. I mean, granted, it was out for so long. Yeah. Uh, but well, I, I never read or watched it, but I knew the twist. So I thought it was like a common knowledge thing. So yeah, for the listener, I, I'd never read or watched Fight Club. I didn't know the twist. And uh, yeah, you just mentioned to me you were reading it. I was like, oh yeah, did you get the part where this happened? And I just like, I was driving. Yeah. And I just like slammed on my brakes and lost it. <laughs> Are we in high school? Are we out of high school yet? Uh, I think we might have just been out of high school. Okay. It was a while ago. Yeah. Long time ago. Uh, taught me a valuable lesson. Don't talk to me about anything. Exactly. The Mad Hatter sets a, sets a trap for the dynamic duo. Our caped crusaders. I mean, the trap is just they hide and point guns at him. <laughs> <laughs> he, how did he find the homing beacon? They dropped Oh, they the oh. I think there was a scuffle at the bowling alley and it falls out. Between the Bullwinkle and the Mad Hatter. Yeah, I think it was between him and the Mad Hatter because yeah, yeah. I don't think Alfred was involved. Because yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, you're working for the Batman or whatever. Yeah, because Alfred believes he, his job is done. Yeah, like s- sneaks out. Yeah, so Mad Hatter finds that chip. He's like, oh, this is a homing beacon. Yeah, accuses Bullwinkle of uh, being in cahoots with Batman. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he knows he can bring him where he wants him. And he wants to put him on his hat monstrosity conveyor belt of horrors. Batman and Robin follow the signal from the homing beacon and uh, do a little bat climb outside. It's probably, probably the shortest bat rope scene we've gotten so far. Yeah, I forget what they even talked about. It was very brief, though. Yeah, it was very brief. And then they just jump through the window, and it's always my favorite thing. Yeah, I love that they're all about just, like, jumping through. You can easily just open it, because I'm sure he didn't (laughs) lock it. He wants him to come in. I don't know. Because, like, you see it it all the time when, like, with Adam West, when he's, like, running around. Like, there's a part earlier where he's, like, running around the Batmobile, and he just kind of does these, like, little hops. And, like, I don't know. They're really fun because his cape gets to do stuff and like. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It's just it's very charming to me, and I don't know why when he like hops around his Batman. Yeah, I mean, like it's very colorful and dynamic. Yeah, it's very caped. Very caped. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, the trap is just they got guns on them. Yeah, I think I think someone specifically gets Robin, like. Is it like, well, Batman, just go on my like torture device and die? That's that's our scheme. Yeah. Batman doesn't do that though. He grabs like a scarf off a coat hanger. Yeah, and then just beats them all up with it. Yeah, he awesome. like swirls it around the gun. Yeah. And like makes the goon drop it. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I did too. That was like very like uh like woo like what what's that like Chinese kung fu style movie? Oh like Wu or, or something. Yeah. Something like it's got a term, but like it was cool. I wasn't expecting it from this show. Yeah, same. Uh we get another little fight sequence. Mad Hatter's just sneaking up on people and like bashing them over the back of the head mm-hmm. with shit. He like knocks Robin out. And then does the same thing to Batman and gets him on his, or tries to get him on his conveyor belt. No, I think he does roll through because I remember none of the things like being able to like hit him because obviously it's not a real like thing of like wheel of knives. Yes, of course. <laughs> the crazy thing's how this fight ends. Yeah, it's so weird. I thought they murdered him. Yeah, so if you remember <laughs> from last week, listeners. Uh, the trap ended with a whoever was formerly yeah. going to be Batman being dunked yeah. in some acid. Yeah. And they just like punch him into it and he just goes into it. And they're like, well, that's the end of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they just pull him out and he's fine. Yeah. I was just like, what the hell? Batman says, oh, I suppose he passed the acid test. Yeah. So he said a joke. I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah. It, it was really weird. But yeah, I just thought he was dead. I was like, oh shit, I guess. Yeah. So. We get another thing that seems to be becoming a trend. Yeah. Uh, the cops just showing up like after everything's done. Yeah. And then another trend that happens is like the henchwoman at the end is like, oh, you've won Batman. Let me tell you where like the hostages and stuff are. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so everything's wrapped up pretty nice and neat. You know, this just got me thinking, like, in the Batman the Animated Series, like, Harley Quinn was just the idea that, like, oh, maybe instead of giving Joker another henchman, we gave him a henchwoman. And it was, like, a fun twist on things. But, like, everyone's got a henchwoman. 
Yeah. Very that's smart. Not, that's nothing new. Granted, she's not like hat themed. Yeah, and she isn't like acrobatically kicking their asses. Yeah. She's just a normal person. Yeah. Not that normal. Harley Quinn's always doing that. But I feel like sometimes she, she was like a psychologist and not a gymnast. Yeah. I feel like they forget that stuff. Matt Hatter, he's done. He's up the river. Yeah. We flash forward in time and Bruce Wayne has taken Aunt Harriet to I forget her name, but that hat shop lady's place from yeah, last episode. Who was her name? It was like Maison oh. something. Yeah, yeah. The hat shop was called Maison Magda. Madame yeah, Magda's her name. Yeah. And I gotta say, like, she has some ugly hats. Everyone we see sucks. I don't know anything about high fashion. I'm like, this, I don't like this. Yeah, there's definitely cooler 60s fashion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Aunt Harriet doesn't want Bruce to buy her an $85 hat. That's way too much money to spend on a hat. Even though he has a, he's a millionaire. Madame Magda whispers some sweet words in Aunt Harriet's ear. You know, basically, uh, it's not a hat you're buying. It's memories. Yeah, real salesman bullshit. Yeah, very predatory. Yeah, like. I was like, I don't know if I respect this or not. Yeah, I, guess, like, I, I mean, I expect that the, the hustle, the grind, you know, you get yours. This is a dog-eat-dog capitalist world, but like... Yeah, but not for this lady. Yeah, also like, if you're going to do that with her, Bruce Wayne's right there, you could get a much more expensive hat. For sure, which I thought was going to be the joke at the end, because... Yeah. After all is said and done, Bruce is like, huh, I could I could have sworn I was wearing a hat. Which was so weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, didn't tie to anything, wasn't funny. It was just like, hey, these last two episodes have been about hats. Let you gotta me- say something about a hat. Yeah. So yeah. That's the end of our episode. Uh, what'd you think overall? Overall, it was very okay. I think this could have been a one episode thing and I probably would have liked it a lot more. Yeah, I, I do too. Because I did like episode two a lot more than episode one. So did I. But even then, it didn't like redeem it for me, you know? Oh, no, definitely not. And like, Maybe redeems the wrong word, but like, because I didn't, these weren't insufferable, you know, you know what I mean? Like, they're fine. It was like very, very mid. Yeah. Huh. The Bad Hatter's gimmick's just not like as much fun. No. Especially when it's removed from like the Alice in Wonderland aspect. It's yeah, because like- there's no Alice in Wonderland stuff other than him being named the Mad Hatter. Yeah, it's just so like, what is the point of that name? And like, yeah, then why have be the hat thing? Because yeah, why wasn't his, why was her name Lisa and not Alice? And why weren't this his goons Tweedledee and Tweedledum, which is what I thought they were going to name them. You would think so, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, not my favorite, probably my least favorite story that we've done so far. So far. I'm I'm confident there'll probably be one I like less because I don't think this was that bad. It had some fun stuff in it I liked. Um, 
but yeah, overall, meh. What do you think of it? What, what, what's, what's your feeling on his plan, his villain rating? So, I mean, he pretty much got away with everything. Yeah. It's a pretty dumb plan, though. It's a very stupid plan. And his, his ransom was stupid. What are you going to do with those hats? You can't sell them because then they'll know that where you are. And I also, like, don't... <sighs> And, and maybe this is a failing more on the the actor or maybe the scriptwriter. I, I don't know. I just don't buy that Mad Hatter is like that into hats. Even though that's all he was doing the entire story. Yeah. What, would it, what would he have done if any of his jurors weren't wearing hats? God, can't get them yet. Gotta yeah. wait. Yeah. Hats are my thing. They gotta wear a hat. I don't know. It's a dumb gimmick. I I kind of wish we would have gotten a scene like that, though. That would have been funny, at least. Because then I could, like, it would help me buy into his whole shtick a little bit yeah. more. Like, okay, this dude really is just insane. Insane for hats. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like, it was, again, it wasn't like egregiously boring or anything. But just, you know, this series has like some extremely iconic and fun villains, and you're you've got some stiff competition, and like uh, it just doesn't stand out, you know. Yeah, well, maybe if he appears again, he can do a little bit better. But I think I'm gonna give him a one. I was thinking one two, not what? one or two. I mean one also. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, just to be clear, I I think this is our first one, right? Yep, it's our first one. Yeah. We've had a lot of threes. We've, we've enjoyed a lot of plans. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's like we're liking the show, so. Yeah, um, for sure. And just because I gave Mad Hatter one as far as his plan doesn't mean I give this episode like one star. Oh, no, I'd, I'd give it like you know, two. Yeah. If if we're on a scale, if we're on a scale of five, it'd be like two and a half. Like I think, like I said, it's middle of the road, which is fine. Middle of the road's better than being bad. Yeah, it succeeds at being entertaining, just not as entertaining as what we yeah. to expect. You know, Frank Orshin, Caesar Romero, Burgess Meredith. These are guys that are all very entertaining. Yeah, who plays this dude? Uh, David Wayne. I'm going to do a quick IMDB. Yeah, so I'm not sure of anything else he's in. Like, I know the other three I mentioned, I know, I know they've been other things that they have been in. He's in The Golden Girls. Oh, really? Just one episode. I figure he's probably dating Blanche or something. No, he plays Blanche's dad. Oh, really? Big daddy. All right. He's in two episodes of The Love Boat. Never watched The Love Boat. He's in three episodes of St. Elsewhere. Never watched St. Elsewhere. You know about the twist ending, though, right? I know about the twist ending of St. Elsewhere. You can spoil it for me, though. Where it's in a snow globe. See, you just spoil it for all of our listeners, Scott. The show that nobody, I think, cares about. See, the thing with the St. Elmo's thing is that show had a lot of crossovers with like a lot of other NBC shows. And its ending then implies that they're all like 
false as well, like Cheers and all these other things. They kind of like <laughs> spirals that, which then means like Frasier is also a thing, you know. So it's it's kind of funny that they they did that, but you know, you can watch these other shows and not watch Saint Elsewhere, and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's all connected. Yeah, what well, was like? It was like one of the earliest quote unquote cinematic universes, but you know, but it was on TV. Yeah, but this was a way to cross promote things. Didn't you know like, that Saint Elsewhere was Phase Four of the NBC cinematic? Maybe, <laughs> or I guess it's not. I, they it's they do that with um with this though. Don't don't Green Arrow and Kato show up for an episode? Green Hornet, yeah. Green Hornet, yeah. Not Green Arrow. Green Arrow would make more sense. Yes, and I mean if we're counting the uh the upcoming like window like back climb cameo appearances. Yeah, there's a lot of those. Yeah, I think like I don't want to spoil anything, but I think I don't I, I don't remember them all. I know in the Batman sixty six comic room a couple years ago, one of those cameos is Clark Kent, which is fun. <laughs> I think it was in the last issue. Yeah, I, isn't it the whole Daily Planet gang? Eventually, you see like the Daily Planet gang because it's like a newspaper, like a newsman's conference. There's like Billy Batson and like a lot of other like DC like newspaper employees are there. Yeah, like I think they don't show up. They don't show up as superheroes. They're just there as civilians. Like so, it's just kind of a thing. Like if you know, you know. I think Vicky Vale was there. You know, a lot of that stuff. Oh, I didn't point out when we talked about the origins of Mad Hatter last uh, last week. That the same story where he first appears is Vicky Vale's first appearance. Oh, yes, we yeah. mentioned her in briefly in Batman Returns because she's mentioned briefly in Batman Returns. Damn, it's all connected. It's all based on the same, I like the same source <laughs> material. Yeah. So uh next episode, the Joker goes to school. Excited for that. I hope, do you think he's going to wear like a gown and one of those like mortar boards and they're going to throw him up and it's going to be a bomb or something? I really want like a, and I know we're not going to get this. Yeah. I really want like Batman to barely be in it. Yeah. And like Joker to like go through like, have a like high school romance. Oh, you should, you should watch the Harley Quinn cartoon. They did an episode this last season that was about what the Joker's doing. And I, again, I, I know we made jokes about me spoiling stuff. I don't want to spoil it, but like the status quo. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm famously not a fan of the Joker in general. I think the Harley Quinn version of the Joker is my favorite version of him because they do something completely new with him during season two and they stick with it. And I really appreciate that. Cool. So yeah, they, yeah they, they basically just get to like play with this interesting status quo they did with him for a whole episode. Cause then like Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy show up at the end, like, and his adventure had happened. Like, what the hell did we miss while they were out of town? <laughs> you know, like, so, cause something funny happens by the end of it. So um, I'll have to check it out. It's a good show. It's a surprisingly good show. Cause I don't like Joker. I don't like Harley Quinn. I wasn't, it looked like the kind of humor that like I was not into. But it's a really good show. Yeah, I, I I've watched a couple episodes. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones. I think it starts kind of shaky and gets a lot better as you go. Yeah, I I I've been enjoying it. Yeah, it reminds me I need to catch up on Doom Patrol. 
which I, I love that show. I love that they're pulling stuff from the Gerard Way like run now this season. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like Space Case and stuff shows up. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I should reread that Gerard Way run. Yeah, I have it sitting over there. I just reread the Grant Morrison stuff because the show was really good and it pulls from that. Yeah, I've never read that. I think the show does a better job because since it's an adaptation, it can take all these weird loose threads and like unconnected stories and kind of weave them together to sell like a bigger story. It's a good show. I, if you guys haven't watched that, that's a DC show I also very much recommend. Uh, I recommend uh, Titans because uh, fuck Batman. Yeah, as Robin says, fuck Batman. Isn't it funny because he cursed? That's not <laughs> what Robin normally would say. He would have said, holy fuck, Batman. <laughs> uh, yeah i i think discussing how much we like the show like i don't like overly grim dark versions of the goofy characters designed for children you can do dark stuff with batman like i loved the batman last year but um i yeah when as soon as you said fuck batman I'm like this is so juvenile and stupid yeah like I, I felt insulted with like as an adult. <laughs> I was like, "This is dumb." Uh, whatever, you don't gotta watch it. I, and I don't, so it's fine. Yeah, like if you like it, more power to you. But like, I, I did not like that. But uh, other than that, I think most of the DC HBO shows are really good. It's like Peacemaker, I really enjoyed. Like I said, Doom Patrol, I like. I didn't watch. I haven't watched Pennyworth. I'm not that interested. Maybe it was just Pennyworth, like we were saying. Oh God! I would love. I really just want to follow an old man detective with crazy gadgets. I mean, I'm sure that exists in some form, right? Who knows? There's no old man James Bond. Well, yeah. So this is our crazy rambly Matt Hattery episode. I guess yeah. it drove us mad. Mad as a Hatter, right? Oh God! So. Yeah, I recommend just skipping these two episodes and watching that his first animated series appearance yeah i remember that one being legitimately good but like that show has so few duds that i don't think there's what two of them yeah. there's kids kidnapped in the sewers boring and then there's the one i know you hate yeah but like the big fat guy in the desert kidnaps bruce wayne yeah just like makes him like work in like a mine or something oh, God, I hate it yeah anyway Everyone, have a great time. <laughs> Whatever you're doing. Even if you watch this episode, it's fun enough. They're fine. I don't yeah. know if I'd say skip them, but I wouldn't... If you're really cherry-picking, then yeah, I would skip them. But, you know, if they're not... Like I said, they're not that egregiously terrible. I'm sure the Mad Hatter comes back, too. Why not? Yeah. I mean, I hope he does well next time. Yeah. Maybe he can do something more fun with his gimmick. Like I said, I think according, again, the Alice in Wonderland stuff doesn't really make sense to be a Batman villain, but like at least kids have some fun set pieces. Oh, totally. Anyway, yeah, we're just rambling at this point. We'll catch you here next week. Same backcast time, same backcast channel. Be good, everyone. Peace.